0: And welcome into the Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is Mr. Andrew, the TD King, Rob. How are we doing, sir? How's your Sunday going?
1: Man, not bad. Uh, Fantasy actually went pretty well today. Gambling, not so much. I, I, I took it on the chin today in, in gambling, but uh, we're here for fantasy. And uh, man, it was a great day for fantasy. I think out of the 12 leagues I'm in, only two uh, look like I'm going to be losing. So, um, you know, very good day. I'll take that.
0: I'm I'm looking at more of like a 4-8 split. Not a great week for me in fantasy. Also, really not a good week in general because the gambling was also pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> the, the Packers, that was harsh. Oh, the Ravens, also oh, very yeah. harsh, I felt like. I mean, I know that there was, you know, especially on this network, there's some friendliness to the Giants, and there was a lot of positive things being said about a potential upset, but I was not on that side of the coin uh, and felt really good about it, even going into, like, you know, the final drive. All they had to do was just kind of milk it out, and, of course, Lamar turned it over. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. those two games killed a couple of big uh, cards of mine. Uh, I also had Devin Singletary over on the catches, but he didn't hit the over on the receiving yard. So just kind of, yeah today's kind of feeling uh. plus you know the viewers at home weren't aware but you know andrew and i we had a nice little side bet our teams were playing on thursday night good golly if you want to call it playing uh <laughs> the bears and the commandos uh. took it right down to the wire and uh, andrew and i put uh you know a nice little bottle of alcohol on the line so you know cheers to you sir uh for the victory and the uh, you know soon to come refreshments what are what are we getting you what are, what's uh what's going to be on the menu
1: Oh, man um don't you know, get something I, bad <laughs> I, I say I, I i like jameson a whole lot and maker's mark so i'm trying to decide okay. between the two um i'll let you know I, I you know i mix a whole lot of stuff with jameson uh maker's mark's one of the drinks i like to drink straight um I know right maker's on. mark has a couple of different uh different variations of it so i'll i'll let you know but it's going to be one of those two for sure and uh, I, I also don't feel right good on, about right it on. because our you know our team's completely sucked it was awful they're bad um they're, they're you know, pretty <laughs> bad I know I messaged you and said that they, they look like hot trash and you uh, said something about uh, you know um, using the word hot was uh was too good for for how we were actually yeah. playing so yeah. yeah it was bad
0: like hot trash could actually keep you warm you know if you were, <laughs> like living on the streets you know what I'm saying like hot trash it's it's uh, it's not the worst thing to some people what we were witnessing Thursday night my God my goodness terrible yeah that that was a rough watch uh, especially for the bears like they're just supposed to be good at running the ball we get down inside the five and I think like all the rushing attempts inside the five combined were negated to like minus five rushing yards or something like that. Or minus three is, is absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah, I felt like we more or less lost it than uh, than you guys wanted. But, hey, you know, we we you know we can we can go into that here in the actual preview itself. <laughs> uh, but first, before we jump into uh, the reviews of the games this week, we do have to touch on our um, sweepstakes winner. We gave away a free DeAndre Swift Uh, jersey and $50 to the SGPN merch store that is going to RD487 at fellas 55 on Twitter. So if you are watching, you are the big winner of the YouTube contest. Congratulations. I will be sending you a DM on Twitter. So we'll get all the information that we need from you uh, to get you that free Jersey, get it shipped out to you and get you the credit to the SGPN merch store. And probably sometime early this next coming week we'll announce our next giveaway uh, it'll be very similar all you'll have to do is you know comment on a video follow the channel and you'll be entered to win very simple won't cost you anything but just a few moments of your time all right what's what's the uh, the first game you want to get into here Andrew
1: oh man um
0: we just want to start on Thursday come work our way down
1: yeah that's fine we'll see that
0: all right cool. What did you learn about the Commandos and the Bears?
1: Yeah, sorry, I just wanted to pull it up here real quick. Um, so honestly, didn't didn't other learn than much, we both right? stink. Uh, yeah, I mean the, you know, um, Amazon Prime just is cursed, right? Already, just it, it's so funny they they're paying Al Michaels how much money to shit on Thursday night football. Um, it's it's one of the best things about Thursday night football. <laughs> uh, Touchdown, so AJ Brown. <laughs> Oh, yeah nice oh I'm, I'm like one second behind how, how are you ahead of me now normally I'm i don't know ahead of you. i don't know
0: i don't know how that ever happened but i just i just saw it damn interesting good play too
1: yeah nice awesome um yeah so i, I you know, honestly i didn't learn too much outside of they want to feature brian robinson second game back 17 carries uh you know pretty inefficient three and a half yards per carry not not great but you know uh you know, this guy just came back from getting shot a month ago. So, right. you know, I, I do see that they want to use him a lot. Obviously, they faded Antonio Gibson a whole lot in the offense, Uh though uh, Rivera did come out afterwards and say that they do believe they want to get Antonio Gibson more touches. I mean, when he touched the ball, he was pretty explosive. He had a seven. That's,
0: that's just what I was about to ask you as like a, a Commanders fan. Like I felt like watching that game that Gibson looked like the better running back. I mean, albeit. The Bears' rushing defense is the worst in the league, and coming into that game, the Commanders' their rushing offense was like third worst. So it was just kind of like you know two ends of the uh, of the band aid. Which one's going to come out on top? They're both going to stretch it, you know. So I was I was kind of surprised to see Robinson really not do that well. I mean, in my opinion, he didn't play that well. He was able to get the touchdown, but in, in total, I felt like Antonio Gibson had the much better performance.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, as a fan, it'd be nice to have Antonio Gibson work the, you know, between the 20s more often than Brian Robinson and let him be the guy around the goal line. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, obviously McKissick still mix in there. But I honestly, I would like them to mix in Antonio Gibson in like the slot, you know, let him play out wide sometimes, you know, get Mm -hmm. him some screen passes, like let him have that. Little Swiss Army knife role instead of just being the running back, right? So, I, I think moving forward, we really need to watch next week's going to be pivotal to watching, you know, what they do with these running backs because obviously that's that's one of the bigger things for Washington is they want to run mm-hmm. the ball, they want to pound it. So, if they're going to be somewhat good at it, we want to probably have one of these guys in our lineup. But which one is it going to be is is kind of the hard part. Right now, obviously, it's, you know, all signs point towards Brian Robinson, but we shall see. Uh, you know, what they do with Gibson. Um, outside of that, you know, everyone else was, was pedestrian on Washington. Nobody stuck out in the receiving core. Obviously, no Dotson, so that hurts. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Terry had a could have had a, a huge game, and I saw multiple times that Wentz just missed him, like missed mm-hmm. seeing him get open. So Wentz is, you know, obviously needs to go through the, the the progression a little better here and see things a little better. But obviously, he hurt his finger. You know, we may see some Taylor Heineke come in here maybe the rookie how many times do we have to see
0: that during the game bro
1: i know yeah yeah this thing where he's smacking his hands i'm like oh my god he's
0: doing it like behind his back and shit like like bro like chill out we get it like it's cold like it's really not even that cold like i mean come on
1: yeah so so we're gonna see what comes up here i'll tell you what though if they start heineke uh i i think terry's gonna have a big day uh i every game that taylor heineke has played for them he was hyper focused on terry Mm -hmm. McLaurin. so yep if if Taylor Heineke has to start next week, Terry McLaurin is probably going to be a, a wide receiver to, uh, you know, a, with wide receiver one upside, just because of how laser focused he gets on him. I think Curtis Samuels stock way down if, if Wentz isn't in there. So, you know, we're going to see what, what happens, but nothing else really from this game. It was nice to see Mooney finally have, um, you know, some balls go his way. I think he could have had a much better game, obviously almost had the touchdown at the very All end right. of the game, you know, just bobble it a little bit. So, Um, I I, honestly, the, the thing that I wish the bears, uh, would do just watching Justin fields, that entire game, be able to run past defenders is Mm. why don't they act like he's Josh Allen and give him design more design runs, like let him use his feet. You know, he's a very gifted runner. He was in college as well. I think that they really need to open that, that playbook up for him a little bit and let him, let him do that. Give him more play actions, give him the option to, to run, you know, uh, throw it downfield more. I mean, hell the, the touchdown he did have, he bombed it downfield while getting hit for like, it was like pinpoint, you know, perfect placement in the back of the end zone. So I don't right. know. I, I, I actually think Justin Fields played pretty decent, even though they, they lost mm-hmm. the game and they only scored seven points. But I mean, with as much pressure as Washington was getting on him as well, he wasn't getting sacked and he was running the ball very well. So, you know, it, it was nice to at least see as somebody who has a bunch of Justin Fields in best ball and in <laughs> in regular redraft leagues, Um, you know, it was encouraging to see that maybe he has a little bit of a spark. So we'll see, you know, moving forward what happens. But I mean, I, as a Bears fan, how how do you feel Justin Fields was progressing? Because, you know, Kramer always talks about how he's not a, a whiteboard guy, right? He doesn't learn mm-hmm. on the whiteboard. Like as a Bears fan, you watch him every week. Like, what do you What do you feel is his biggest next step to actually become fantasy relevant again?
0: I mean, I feel like he is becoming more fantasy relevant with just the safe rushing floor now. Like, we're seeing it become a more consistent thing. I think he's up to now four weeks in a row of at least 45 rushing yards. This last week he ran for 88. 88, So He's starting to, you know, really, you know, put together a well-rounded game that he at least he can offer for us in fantasy, you know, as far as like a single quarterback league, like you're not looking to start him anytime soon. That's, that's for certain there's going to be bounds of better options ahead of him, but in these deeper formats and in super flex leagues, like he might be able to actually, you know, be your savior, you know, some weeks there's also going to be a lot of volatile weeks where he's just going to get shut out. I don't have the schedule up in front of me, but you know, with that safe rushing floor and yeah, I'd like to see them build some more, you know, run first type of plays. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's difficult with that offensive line. Like if you just do like the the classic one Mississippi, two Mississippi, by about one and a half mis- Mississippi, he's already under pressure, <laughs> under just, just basic packages on the offense. So, you know, he doesn't have a lot of time behind that line, and that's why you are seeing a lot of the rushing um, production. is just because right from the snap, you know, almost from the get-go, he's already, already running for his life. It's very shifty you know, been looking much, much better as a runner, in my opinion, these past couple of weeks, you look at that Vikings uh, game where he had that uh, 44 plus yard run called back. You look at the run that he got the touchdown on against uh, the commanders. And you're just like, man, this is like kind of Lamar Jackson-esque, right? Like we just need a Mark Andrews in the lineup or just, you know, an A1 pass, uh, pass catcher. I don't think it's Darnell Mooney. Like, you know, last season in that Matt Nagy offense, I think that you know, he was getting highlighted a lot more because the offense pushed for more downfield passing, less of protecting the quarterback and more of just, you know, hey, we got to move the chains, you know, and and make, you know, attempts at big chunk plays. This offense, you know, as you and I like to say of our teams, very vanilla. This -hmm. offense is very conservative. It's very about very much about running the ball and that should protect Justin Fields. But more than likely, you're going to continue to see the one for one games, you know, and maybe in a bit better week, he gets either two passing touchdowns or he gets the one and one plus the rushing touchdown. He's not a guy that you're going to trust to go out there and you know get you three plus, you know, total touchdowns, you know, 300 plus total yards, you know. I think he got close this week, yeah. He had 190 passing and 88 uh on the ground, so almost there to 300, but you know, that's, you know, kind of like a higher threshold for him. It's not like a safe threshold. I would say like, you know, 2 to 225 passing and 40 to 70, you know, rushing on the ground is going to be his ceiling plus the touchdowns
1: yep all
0: right what's the next one we got up
1: uh let's see here uh ravens giants ravens 20 giants 24 giants just keep rolling along <sighs> five and one how in the hell are they five and one like I, how, it's just
0: how did they win this game <laughs> i i gotta pull up the yardage differential because it's just it's just crazy yeah 406 net yardage for the ravens 238 for the giants and they won by four. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, the Ravens were in control of this game the entire way through, and they just shit the bed in the fourth quarter. I, I don't, I don't know what happened. I know Lamar certainly didn't have a very good day for fantasy. Uh, Lamar's been kind of, you know, a little bit in a the lull these past three weeks. You know, do you feel like he's kind of like worked his way into like a buy candidate? Like people would be getting would be willing to sell him.
1: I think it really depends on the situation. You know, a prime example: I'm in Gee team league, and I drafted both Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson hoping to be able to trade one of them. And I just, I never got an offer that, that I really wanted, you know, to, to, um, to sell Jackson for, but it Mm -hmm. over, I mean, what, it's been, you said three weeks now of, of sub what, 18 points. I mean, it's, he, he needs to, he needs to do something about that, and I, I actually I think next week's a, a good get right game for him against Cleveland. Um, I think that he can See, run the ball I felt pretty well like against. This that. week
0: was a great get right game. It's still you, the Giants. Like they're like they're but, good. Like they're 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 they've been very aggressive on defense, but the offense, you know, another very vanilla, very vanilla, uh, you know, squad logistically. Uh, but yeah, I feel like their defensive side of the ball has just won them everything.
1: Yeah, no Bateman again, and um, you know, Wing Martindale, a revenge game. You know, he obviously was on Baltimore. So I I think Mm. that really did affect Jackson, you know, is is that he already, the the guy defending him already knew pretty much how to defend him. Right. He knew his weaknesses. So, you know, I I don't want to criticize him too much for this one because he kind of was going against a, a a foe that, that knows him pretty well. But, you know, I do think next week he can, he can break out again and have a very good week. So I think that this is probably one of the last chances you can get to get Lamar Jackson at a fair price instead of having Mm -hmm. to pay you know king's ransom to get him so if anybody's looking to do that i think this is probably your last chance to really do before he has a you know another boom game um but you know again i don't want to hold too much against him. you know he doesn't have bateman in there jk dobbins looks like dog shit um you know they can't really rely on the run game hell they had to bring in Kenyon drake to have some some burst behind Lamar Jackson like it just it just doesn't make any sense what's going on with the Ravens right now I'm not Mm -hmm. sure what John Harbaugh is doing with play calling here the some of the play calls are very
0: questionable that's what right where I was going to next was because I felt like on a lot of these drives they all you know fourth and four fourth and six, even midfield, like it's the giants. Like I'm like, I just don't want to like overreact to their offense. Like if I, if I'm letting Dan Jones and, and even Saquon at, you know, their own 46 or even at midfield, if I'm taking that extra chance, like I feel like it's, it's, it's a lot safer than say when you're doing it up against the bills or Kansas city. Right. Like I feel like, I don't know I, that kicking the ball uh, today for the, for the Ravens always felt like a very sour taste in my mouth. Cause it's just like, really? Like, you, you like you you, you had this really long drive and then we're either going to take 3 or we're going to punt and it's just like man just like a really sour taste in my mouth um and i mean i felt again like when i was watching the game i was betting on i was betting on the ravens i felt like they they had it i thought i, I thought it was going to be an easy win i was counting my uh my chickens before they hatched with that one was not the case and lamar i feel like we have to be just a little bit concerned about with you know the under pressure play that chance to win the game had a chance. Yeah, he had, he, had, he had multiple chances to win this game. He threw an interception and he fumbled on on two possessions. Like, yep. what? That that's that's a little bit concerning. I don't know if it's if like Bateman not being there is enough because Devin Duvernay has been very good these past couple of weeks. Not in the equation this week whatsoever. Was not a part of the game plan. I don't know if that was by design if Martindale took him out of the you know out of the game plan. But whatever it was, like yeah, the defense stopped him. But like by how much? Like oh we just got to hold them to under 450 all purpose yards as an offense like you know like we just said like they out- out-yarded them like what by 160 145 like mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy
1: yeah it i don't know so i you know again i i think Jackson is going to be fine moving forward he it, this obviously is is a bad law for him um but right. i do think next week is a get right game for him against a division foe that he knows um so yeah so i, I you know I, hats off to the giants right like they're they're playing unbelievable with you know the worst wide receiver core in in the league um you know by far for me anyway you know saquon's just putting the team on his back dan jones is out there slinging the ball around um obviously you know fantasy purposes nothing really to take away from the giants outside of if you are in a league that tight end is premium daniel bellinger or daniel Bellinger. uh yeah. obviously you know had, had a pretty decent game for them as well and you know with nobody out there to catch the ball for the giants outside of saquon and and um slayton you know he's he's at least there and obviously tight end you know we all know is abysmal past the top three or four guys so <laughs> um you know just, just someone to kind of look at um on the waiver wire you know if you need some help there
0: yeah that's who i was going to ask you about i feel like even in, really in any league not even tight end uh, premium I mean, is he an own option? He's got back-to-back weeks with touchdowns. Led the team today in receiving with five catches. I mean, obviously, that's going to go vice versa. Like, Darius Slayton led the team in catches last week, right? Like, Mm -hmm. who knows who's going to step up? They have Wandell Robinson back now. He's healthy. But would you be willing to put Bellinger in your lineup going forward? I actually had him uh, in a deeper league. I had him in my lineup to start the week, and then someone dropped Robert Tunyon. And I picked him up and dropped Bellinger and started Tunyon. Now, that wound up working out. Obviously, Tunyon was very productive today. Mm -hmm. But, man, that could have have gone worse because, you know, felt really weird about it. You know, seeing Bellinger go off, I was like, damn, like, well, what was I going to do? Keep them both? You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
1: I I think he's a go-get candidate. I wouldn't necessarily play him right away next week unless you have to, you know, unless you're really – really needy at at tight end but i he's he's definitely somebody to stash on your bench for sure and see what happens moving forward because it's not like they're getting any better at wide receiver outside of you know wandale i mean i I don't really see who's going to step up and and make any place for them so yeah definitely a guy i would probably target if you want a tight end but i i don't think i'd stick him in my lineup right away next week
0: Right on, right on. Let's hit a quick word from the uh, WinBet sponsor, and we'll be right back after this. Uh, thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100. They get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And if you're looking to join the uh, WinBet Biggest Winners Club, whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week, someone turned $6 into 4000 plus. They got the $1,000 free bet. WinBet is truly for DGENs only. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at WinBet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where Playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call one 800 522 All right, we're back. We're rolling. What game's up next?
1: So uh, let's dive in here to the Colts and Jaguars. Colts 34, Jaguars 17. Uh, Pretty close game, all the way till I think 14 seconds left when uh, Alec Pierce had scored that touchdown. You know, it was actually a pretty interesting game. I was keeping close tabs on this one because I had a bet on it. So I was keeping close tabs on it. And uh, yeah, it it was actually a pretty interesting game. Trevor Lawrence finally woke up. um, And, you know, to use a quote from Baker, it looked like he. Uh, you know, woke up feeling a little dangerous today. He was he was making some plays with his feet. He uh, looked like Not he happy. had pretty pretty good vision yeah. down the field. Um, you know, the, it, it was actually the defense of the Jags that that really squandered everything away in in my eyes. Right. You know, I, I the Jags run defense has been pretty good, and obviously. You know, with uh, Jonathan Taylor being out, they had uh, Deion Jackson come in there and just rip him apart. Philip Lindsay, yep. uh, you know, had a had an okay day. It wasn't it wasn't good by any means on the ground, but um, he was at least in there um on, on a lot of the downs. So I, I did see Dion Jackson got hurt in the game. Um, I'm not sure what exactly happened. I, I missed it, and then I just got alerted on my phone. I didn't really have any time to, to kind of look that up. But um, you know, everyone keep an eye on that because if he's now out, Philip Lindsay's is going to be the guy to back up. You know, Hines and Taylor when they come back. So this the the, the whole, uh, you know, rushing core of the Colts is kind of in flux right now. Right. This, so this is, definitely, uh, you know, definitely something to to keep an eye on here. But hats, off to, dead. The, <laughs> hats off to the Colts, man, like no Jonathan Taylor. And what did they do? They are just like, you know what, Matt Ryan, you have not been passing the ball very well, so we're going to let you pass it a shit ton today for whatever reason. Uh, Michael Pittman finally woke back up again, 13 for 134 and 1. That was extremely encouraging to see as a guy who has Pittman sitting on his bench in a lot of leagues. It sucked that he was sitting on my bench today, but I just couldn't trust putting him in there yet. And uh, now moving forward, you know, actually, this is somebody I'm, I'm excited to either play and or trade. So I want to ask you moving forward, play or trade Michael Pittman.
0: I would trade him off of this performance, to be perfectly honest. I just I don't trust the Colts. I don't trust Matt Ryan. We've seen the highs, we've already seen the lows. Like I believe this is it's either his second or his best week.
1: It's his best like week had, for sure. Yeah.
0: I thought there was a week where he had a touchdown with with similar type of numbers. It he could he wrong. did. I
1: think this one was a little bit more fantasy points, but um yeah, okay. he had one at the beginning of the year that was very similar.
0: So realistically, he's had like two really good weeks out of six so far. Like, I I feel like this is a a good sell moment, and especially because we don't really know where the state of their run game is going to go, which really sets up everything for them. Jackson, like, he was someone that I had my eye on in the preseason. How many times did you – or how how many shares did you have of Jackson this week, and did you start him in anywhere? anywhere? Excuse me.
1: I have three shares of Lamar Jackson. I started him in one. That is two QB – oh, Jesus. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> when you said Jackson, my mind went to Lamar, uh, Dion Jackson. I picked him up in two leagues, starting him in one. Nice. And that was because it was standard scoring. So right. he still scored, I think 18.7 standard points. Um, yeah. So, so I mean, you know, very good. Like Dion Jackson looked, uh, explosive, looked like he was ready to take on contacts. He actually reminded me a lot of Frank Gore back in his prime. And, uh, it, it was, it was awesome to watch. Like he looked. Better than Jonathan Taylor running the ball behind this offensive line, which was right. bit very odd because obviously Jonathan Taylor, you know, similar back of, you know, d- d- you know doesn't mind taking all contact, um, mm. you know, runs the ball very well. So it was encouraging to see Deion Jackson do what he did. And then, of course, he got hurt. So, you know, all th- all good things come to an end pretty quickly.
0: Well, hopefully he's not hurt for too long. Uh, I have him in four leagues. I started him in three, and I'm only going to win one of those. I was logo. like this close to starting him over Aaron Jones today. I was just like, man, this guy's going to get used a ton. Aaron Jones is going to be, you know, trying to play catch up with freaking, a- uh, you know, AJ Dillon. <sighs> so dumb, so dumb. Not making that move, but hey, you know, you, you need a you know different uh, different brain for that. I don't know how you how you bench Aaron Jones for someone like that, but anyways. Yeah. Um, he, uh,
1: I, I did look it up here. It says, uh, c- according to CBS Fantasy, uh, it looks like he had a quad injury. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, it was rolled out for the game, and it just says the status right now is unknown. Something worth monitoring in advance of net w- next week's game at the Titans. So quad injury, no, it doesn't look like there's any sort of update on it. So we'll just have to you know, remind, or, uh, remind everyone to kind of watch that moving forward so you know what to do with the Colts' backfield.
0: Right, right. Um, yeah, the Trevor Lawrence stuff was really disappointing to me because we already had to deal with the Jamichael hasty random touchdown. Then Trevor Lawrence steals two rushing touchdowns in the red zone and all the fantasy owners at home. They just want to know which running back is it going to be? Is it going to be Robinson or is it going to be ETN? Who are they going to give the ball to in the money zone? And they, they won't tell us. They won't tell us. I thought both of those guys still looked good this week. ETN did look a little bit better. But at the same time, it's hard for me to like really, you know, read the tea leaves in this situation because you had those three random touchdowns on the ground, you know, go to places that they typically won't. Like Lawrence isn't going to rush for a touchdown or two touchdowns every week, right? Like they're going to use Etienne or Robinson. I still think that Robinson is a nice buy low candidate because he's still going to have that usage. He still led the team in carries. Obviously, Etienne going to have the passing down upside. But even in previous weeks, we've seen that narrative not play out correctly. So. I think, honestly, at this point, I'm good to buy either one because if one of those guys were to get hurt, it's going to be a great situation for for the guy that's left standing, for sure.
1: Yep. Um, is Lawrence, in your eyes, still a matchup-dependent kind of guy, or did he squeak his way back into the top you know, 15, 12 no. quarterbacks for you? No.
0: He didn't do anything last week up against Houston. Like, if he had, you know, showed up last week like he should have and then put up this same performance, I'd probably, you know, agree with that. But, no, I mean, he's just inconsistent. Like, last week's matchup was way better than this, and he performed, you know, better in this situation. You know, uh, were they Yeah, they were on the road, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm
1: um the, the last thing real quick is and any concern with christian kirk moving forward target wise and and yardage wise i mean i know he got a touchdown today but his yardage wasn't good yeah. again you know second or third week in a row so any any issues there
0: moving forward no Colts secondary is awesome um i don't believe that stefan gilmore's hurt the guy kenny moore I, you know it's kind of like an is what it is type of situation from this week's perspective still found pay dirt, but you know the corners did what they were supposed to do they they got the job done so for the most part
1: yeah Moving forward here, uh, next game up Patriots and Browns. Patriots 38, Browns 15. Ugly, ugly, ugly game for the Browns, and actually very encouraging game by the Patriots. Uh, Patriots controlled the game on the ground, you know, behind Ramondre Stevenson, 19 Mm -hmm. for 76 and 2. I believe he also worked himself, yeah, he worked uh, in the past game as well, 4 for 15. So, you know, obviously. Pretty good day for Ramondre Stevenson. You know, filling in for Harris as the lead guy. I I really think that they just need to stick with Ramondre and work in Harris moving forward instead of mm-hmm. vice versa. You know, um, Ramondre Stevenson just he, he's he's powerful. He looks like he has pretty good vision behind the line, and he's doing everything Belichick is asking him to do. Right, like I I feel like he has really worked his, himself into the lead back role, even when Harris move you know comes back. Um, Outside of that, man, it was just a bunch of guys that had either 60, 61, or 64 yards on the Patriots. You know, Parker, Hunter, Johnny Smith, and Jacoby Myers all had between 60 and 64 yards, all between two and four catches. Um, If you had to pick one of those guys moving forward to be most fantasy relevant, who would it be?
0: Uh, It got to be Jacoby Myers. You know, I I like what Bailey Zappi is doing here. You you had said behind the production of uh, Ramondre Stevenson. This was behind the production of young Bailey, young Bailey Zappi. 24 for 34, 309 passing. Zappi over touchdowns. Z- Zappy over Jones moving forward. I I mean, I gotta think so. I mean, does he not fit the eye test? Does he not pass I, for you? He he does. That that's
1: the weird thing, you know. And yeah. uh PSA to everybody who owns any sort of you know Mac Jones memorabilia, you might as well go ahead and sell that now before you lose all your value because Bailey Zappy might be it. It's uh yeah. it's it's kind of cool to see because I love his last name, Zappy, such a cool last name um yeah and and the guy i mean you're right like he did exactly what he needed to do to win this game looked Mm -hmm. comfortable in the pocket as well um i watched this game pretty closely as well because i have a lot of Ramondre stevenson in fantasy so watch that zappy a lot and man he just he looked comfortable back there he didn't look rattled he was not stirred uh he just it looked like bill belichick just like is in his brain telling him Mm -hmm. this is what you need to do execute it he's doing it move on to the next play it's just it's it's crazy um
0: what? I was impressed with him in the preseason. We talked about him, you know, mm-hmm. during the Mac Jones injury, and we were just like, who's this guy? And I was like, well, it's Bailey Zappies, Not not that bad. You know, pretty decent. <laughs>
1: yeah he, he seemed to be he seemed to be fine so it is going to be funny moving forward you know when mac jones eventually does come back you know what are they going to do are they <laughs> are they going to sit, sit jones or put him back in there and so i'm, I'm very interested right. to see that um one thing i had mentioned here on, on the brown side uh I, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago i had mentioned that i was listening to a podcast and they talked about the downfall of nick chubb moving mm-hmm. forward and um i, I 12 for 56 no touchdowns um did he do anything yeah he had one catch for 14 yards as well not a good day for nick chubb obviously i'm not gonna I, I, we can't bury nick chubb by any means he i don't think there's really anything back. to
0: overreact to there if anything no, no, it no. makes him more viable i would i would assume
1: uh, yes i uh, just uh you know I, I just wanted to put that out there that you know i did make that comment and i i think i think that there is a legitimate thing there with nick chubb about you know, potentially not, doing what he just did, you know, the previous five Mm -hmm. games, right? Like I think it's going to be a little bit uh, more mediocre moving forward and mediocre of Nick Chubb's term is still very good running back. So I I do agree with you. I think he's a good buy candidate, but you know, buyers beware that it. some people just don't believe that Nick Chubb moving forward is going to be as electric or, uh, you know, have as many fantasy points on a weekly basis moving forward. So, you know, do with that what you want, but anybody on the Browns, other than Nick Chubb that you want to highlight here?
0: No, not in particularly. Um, I mean, I believe D- that
1: DPJ had a decent day, four for 74. You know, I know I, I see him on like almost all my waiver wires. Not somebody I personally want to pick up, but again, yeah. if you're in a deeper 14, 16, 18 team league and he's still out there, you know, maybe look at him, waiver wire stash, maybe, you know, never know.
0: Down a week for the Browns offense in general. Um, Bill and the, and the Patriots, they've looked really good on defense the past couple of weeks. Might be a situation that where we we start to avert, you know, kind of some of our fringe flex plays away from New England. Um, that might be something that we want to highlight. Um, the only thing I wanted to really ask you about this game is what do you think about Tyquan Thornton? Guy had two total touchdowns in this game. Uh, three carries for a touchdown, 16 yards and four for 37 and a touchdown as well.
1: So uh, that's somebody I took a look at in the preseason because of best ball purposes. I uh, actually drafted mm-hmm. him a, f- a few times before he ended up getting injured. And I, I stopped only due to the fact of I wasn't sure how long he was going to be out, what the injury was going to you know uh, look like later on. So I, I actually like Thornton. He's extremely fast. He's, he was one of the fastest wide receivers coming out of college from the combine. Um, I, I think that he could be viable um passing option but i think that for it to really be fantasy relevant where you could start him i think there needs to be another injury in the offense you know they're they're just spreading it around too much yet so i definitely somebody to keep tabs on maybe if you're in a deeper league just pick him up stash him on your on your bench a while but um Mm -hmm. very electric uh you know playmaker and he he did he did show it in practice as well Mm -hmm. you know in in the offseason when they were doing training camp and stuff, like his speed is just unmatched on that offense. So definitely somebody to keep an eye on moving forward for sure. Um, next up here, Bengals and Saints. Bengals thirty, Saints twenty six in a Great very game. exciting game. Yes, very exciting game. game. Um, especially towards the end, you know, uh, Burrow and Chase were just hooking up left and right at the end of the game. You know, Jamar Chase seven for one thirty two and two, and to think I almost traded. I offered Jamar Chase for Travis Kelsey last week Guy originally wanted to do it the week before. then after Kelsey of course blew up last week, he was like no chance in hell is right. that gonna happen And then still, here we still are. a good
0: trade though I mean yeah
1: definitely right like so I'm had Chase I'm go thankful. off this week
0: he had Kelsey go off last week. I mean like I feel like both owners like at the, at the end of the day would be like, huh oh, we, we we did okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, it, it. I. I don't know if I can do it again. Like, I just chase. The, it's. It's the targets, right? Like, uh, Kelsey mm-hmm. is a pivotal part of the Chiefs' offense, obviously, but so is Jamar Chase for this Bengals' offense, and I think he's just going to average more targets than than Kelsey will. Um, obviously, it's the positional value that's makes Kelsey a little bit more, um, right. you know, valuable in that trade. But um, I digress there.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, you're not picking between Dan <laughs> Bellinger or Rob Tunyon, you know, like. <laughs> like, like, like.
1: Uh. I would have made the the, the Tunyon switch too, though. To be honest, when I, yeah, I wouldn't
0: have I, that, bro. I was going to offer the guy who had Tunyon uh, like a just like a low ball offer because I was just I'm like guys, like I I told like even I usually don't do this. I don't usually don't just like go to the message board and be like, hey, everybody, send me offers. This is what I want, and I needed a tight end. <laughs> like it's, you know, I went from Cole Komet to Ty Conklin to man, I don't even know who I had in last week. It wasn't something good though. <laughs> like it was, like just constantly shifting. And I've still won a couple of games. I'm like, I'm gonna be two and four in that one. But mm-hmm. still, like, you know, having that Kelsey, having that Andrews, you know, a couple of the other guys that you and I mentioned last week, like the Dallas Goddards or even the Ertz, just like it's just an it's a luxury to have this year.
1: Oh yeah, most certainly. Um so, again, on the Bengals here, Burrow looked fantastic. Chase looked great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Boyd and Higgins, both, uh, you know, six catches. Uh, Boyd has 66 yards. Higgins had 47 yards. I know Higgins was a little banged up, you know, true game time decision. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to hold too much against Higgins because I think he was slowed up due to the injury. Obviously, that's right. kind of why Boyd filled in a little bit more as well. So, um Jamar Chase um, – oh, I'm sorry, J- Joe Mixon, uh, 8 for 45. You know, they, they didn't really get too into the run game here. I think that they, they kept getting – a receiving touchdown, though. He, he did, yeah. I was going to say, in, in the passing game, he, you know, 4 for 23 and a touchdown. So Joe Mixon mm-hmm. had a pretty good day. Um, It was interesting, though, because they had been running the ball uh, – A lot. Oh, a lot, yeah. I, I was, I was that was like his, like, like his
0: saving grace in fantasy because this is only like his second touchdown of the season. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so it was just – it it was a little odd to me that they didn't want to run the ball cause the game was pretty close throughout the whole game. So it's not like they were getting right. blown out by any means and just felt like they couldn't run the ball. So well, full- I also
0: I wasn't uh, Marshawn Lattimore out of this game. He was. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that just lends a, you know, a favorable hand to the passing game. Like Jamar chase wouldn't have been able to do the same things that he did seven for one thirty two with Marshawn Lattimore in the lineup. I can't believe that would be the case.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, at, On the Saint side of this, um Alvin Kamara had a pretty nice day, 19 for 99. Um you know, no touchdown, unfortunately. Uh Taysom Hill came back down to earth, you know, five for 39 rushing. Uh, did he do anything? I feel like
0: it's it's not even like a coming down to earth thing. Like this is just what you're gonna get out of Taysom Hill is you're gonna have the high highs and you're gonna have the low lows because there are some teams that are gonna be able to combat his skill set. And just others are just going to be, you know, staring at each other saying, what position is he playing?
1: Yeah, I I just thought, you know. Of course, you know, the Twitter people come out of the Woolworks and they're like, man, Taysom Hill, you know, we're always going to get, we're, we're going to get a touchdown every week with this production. Like, it's just, no, it, not. it's not going to happen, right? Saying. Like, I, I saw a ton of people start Taysom Hill at tight end this week who had Kyle yeah. Pitts that, that didn't play last week, who had right. Irv Smith, you know, chose to play Taysom Hill over Irv Smith. Just, just different, different decisions I saw that all were Taysom Hill, you know, filling in for whatever tight mm-hmm. end they originally had, had drafted or, or picked. So, definitely interesting moving forward. It, if... If Taysom Hill goes out next week and has two touchdowns, right? Is is right. he then a sell candidate for you, or are you just going to already be a sell and...
0: candidate? He Was a sell candidate after last week? Uh, no, is, definitely. I, I'm I'm not in the school of thought that what he's doing, you know, especially in the high weeks, is you know sustainable season long. It's just not like there's going to be some weeks where you're either plugging him in based off of your roster. You're just like you know, like dude, there's some leagues this week where I had nobody. There's no one on my bench. They're either hurt. Or they're on by, right? And in those type of weeks, in those type of situations, yeah, why wouldn't I throw Taysom Hill out there? What's the worst that can happen? There's no one on the waiver wire that's going to, you know, have an opportunity to even get those types of touches. It's just the matter of the fact that some weeks he's going to make you eat crow. That's just that's just what it is. You know, you have to pick your spots. Uh, I was talking to somebody about this from a DFS perspective the other night, and they said, well, when you look at him as as a cost st- standpoint. He costs just as much as like the guys like, you know, Mo Cox or, you know, like the low end tight ends. Right. Like he doesn't really cost that much. So why wouldn't you expose yourself to a little bit of that risk? Because if you're playing the tight end game and you're constantly picking guys up off the waiver wire one week where you need someone to boom. Yeah, that's a good play. But he is not by any means offer a safe floor week to week to week where you can say, Oh yeah, this is my tight end. Like I, you know, he's a viable option pending the matchup. No, it's really more of like, you know, grabbing your magic eight ball and, you know, hoping for the best. <laughs> it really is. I mean, like it, it, there might be some defenses that, you know, you see him going up against like, Oh, they're playing the Titans this week. No, James Winston, Andy Dalton starting. That sounds like a Taysom Hill type of game. You know what I mean? Like just like a dreadful opponent. You know, I don't know. Andy Dalton honestly didn't look that bad either. I felt like he looked better this week than he did last week, which may have also been an indication of why Taysom Hill was used less or not as much or whatever, you know, didn't score 4 billion touchdowns.
1: Yep. No, I agree. Um, anything else before we uh, move forward in the next game?
0: Do you think Alvin Kamara is a buy candidate?
1: Yes. Yes, I do.
0: I would. Um, yeah, I would try to target yep. him myself
1: yeah specifically in PPR um you know if you're playing the standard leagues i he's not as valuable there to me personally, but uh, right. yeah definitely in PPR leagues and i I feel like you could probably still get him on the semi cheap um as opposed to you know Waiting for him to blow up for you know two or three touchdowns one of these weeks. I, I honestly think that that's a, a possible you know outcome for him is to still put up two or three touchdowns in a week. Like he's still Alvin Kamara, he's still very good. He's still heavily involved in the offense. So yeah, definitely a buy candidate for me.
0: Yep, that's all I got. Uh, uh, the receivers forward. were just bad. Like you're you're not buying Traquan Smith. You're not buying any of those guys. Marquez Kelly. Like, no. Yeah, there's not there's nothing there. That's fool's gold. Uh, don't fall for it. I nope. fell for it. Uh, like in a very deep league the other the other week. Traquan Smith coming off a good performance. Uh the receivers are coming in are injured. Gonna be a lot more playing time. Nothing. He'll do the same thing next week. He'll he'll he's so far into goose egg territory, you just like you just can't touch him. I'm sorry.
1: Yep. No. And, and obviously no alave this week. So moving forward, alave right. should or be Landry back next week. Yeah, or Landry. So yeah. I mean, those guys are obviously, you know, gonna be in there over these guys here. So do totally agree. Touch. No. Um next game. Steelers 20, Buccaneers 18, Buccaneers lost me two damn survivor picks, those mother effers. I just could not believe when you have none of your starting cornerbacks and Minka Fitzpatrick out of the damn game and you only Uh put up 18 points, you should be ashamed of yourself, Tom Brady. That's what you get for going to a wedding two days before you are playing an NFL game.
0: Well, and, and that's also just the attitude of, like, the Steelers out of this game, too, right? Like, I felt like they were playing to start that game like they had nothing to lose. Like, it's just, hey, man, we're playing we're playing Tampa Bay. We're five to one underdogs. Like, let's just go out there and do whatever the hell we want. And shout-out to Kenny Pickett. No, Kenny Pickett, I know he got hurt, but he did make some really nice plays in this game. There was one play he got absolutely crushed, and the ball still landed in Deontay's hands. I was like, what the hell just happened? It looked like he practically punted it to him on a <laughs> passing play. Like, how the hell did they pull that off? Yeah, shout out to the Steelers. Shout out Mike Tomlin. Uh, definitely an outlier game. Like I'm not gonna like really like overreact to any of this type of production or the miscues. You know, people want to get on Brady. Like I mean, I, I feel like the receivers, you know, haven't haven't been that great. Godwin was a target of mine in uh, DFS this week. Evans was so so, but I don't know. I feel like their play calling has been a little bit more vanilla, and also the special teams on this one too. They they got into uh, put Pittsburgh in a very good situation to start the second half. I felt like their defense just showed up and yeah, the um, I was about to say the Patriots again. That, that's happened to me a couple of times. The Buccaneers, because you know Tom Brady. The Buccaneers just, yeah, their, their their offense was a little bit more vanilla. We saw some, like I said, more outlier play. Chase Claypool had a very good game. Mitch came out of nowhere, nine for twelve, 144 passing yards and a touchdown. It's just not production that I'm like gonna trust going forward. So I don't really feel like there's really that much to take away from this game going forward. I do like, um, you know, the bit of progression that we saw from Najee Harris. I don't know what NFL scouts are missing, but when you throw to the running back position against the Buccaneers, good things will happen. It's been well documented for the past couple of seasons when you can get your running back three or four plus uh, receptions. More than likely, you're going to be able to keep up with the uh, keep up with the Bucks because it's just like a kryptonite to them I don't know what it is they got the blinders on for passes to the running backs
1: yep uh Chase Claypool I want to ask you about the seven for 96 and one uh stash candidate immediately sell candidate I'm assuming sell candidate
0: sell candidate for me yeah yep. I don't know who the, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be going forward I don't know the extent of Pickett's injury I don't trust Mitch if Mason comes in I don't trust Mason at this point so yeah I would say a stash or sell
1: Nope, totally agree. Um, another guy I just want to mention real quick is Rashad White's getting a little bit more involved in the offense over the last two weeks. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. somebody I wouldn't mind stashing on my bench. If, if Leonard Fournette ever gets hurt, Rashad White's going to be a, an absolute animal. Uh, he can do everything that Tom Brady needs him to do. Um, I, I think he needs to just work a little bit on his pass protection. But outside of that, he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He would be the next man up. So just you know, for everyone listening, uh, if he's out there and you have an extra bench spot, and you need a running back, um, you know, that is definitely somebody I would target because he could be a potential target and volume hog in this offense. Uh anything else before we move forward here?
0: Nope. That's all I got.
1: Cool. Um, do we need to do a read?
0: Uh, we can if you'd like.
1: Sure. Here I'll pop it out here real quick for us let's pay some bills on the first one here uh fubo tv if you watch football you need fubo tv fubo tv gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with nfl red zone plus games and 4k at no extra charge over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based dvr plus there's no contract no commitment and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FuboTV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot slash S-G-P.
0: And I'm not sure if you fans are familiar with Odds Trader, but it's a place where you can compare odds from all major sportsbooks, and you can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker. So bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddsstradercom slash blue wire odds trader. It's the number one site for all of your game day bets.
1: All right. And we are back here recapping NFL week six next game up Falcons, 28 Niners, 14. Wow. What happened to the Niners run game? Jeff Wilson, 25 yards, fumbled the ball, lost the ball. I don't know what
0: happened. I don't don't know what happened. He was like, he was such a lock in your lineup. (laughs) 75 plus rushing yards in four consecutive games coming off a hundred yard rushing game. Like this was the biggest shocker for me. And you know how much I love this run game for the San Francisco 49ers. So to have that one just kind of thrown in my face was just, man. I was not happy. I was not happy about that one. Um, Tevin Coleman didn't really even do anything. Kyle Juszczyk made a couple of plays. Obviously, he's not fantasy relevant. But, yeah, the whole run game was just gone. I have to imagine that's a bit of an outlier. This was a situation where Atlanta was able to get up early because, again, uh, special teams, right? They got the ball inside the red zone, I believe, off of a kick or a muff or whatever. Uh, so they were able to go up early and kind of move the needle towards more of a passing-oriented game. And honestly, there was a couple of times where receivers downfield were just not making plays. Like, you know, Jimmy put it in the bread basket for McLeod a few times, and he just let it go right through his hands. Yeah. Uh, very disappointed in this one. I actually stayed away from this game betting-wise because – I was a little bit concerned about the Falcons. Um, Started a lot of Marcus Mariota this week per the buys, per the injuries. Um, So I was happy about that performance. Uh, Nothing really else to take away from me. Kyle Pitts finding the end zone was cool. That's nice. Go, Kyle Pitts. Brandon (laughs) Ayuk, sell candidate. George Kittle, buy candidate. Take that as you will.
1: Yep. Nope. Totally agree. Uh, That was my number one note. Was uh, Ayuk? Get him off your team. Sell him immediately. uh, Not going to happen again. Uh, You know. So I mean, I know you touched on the Jeff Wilson thing, but man, so disappointing. Just prime opportunity for him to have a huge game. Was it me?
0: Is it? Was it the fumble? Did you?
1: Yeah, I th- but I think then they gave the him touches
0: bit. later on. Like, that's the, that's the thing. is just, like, I would love to know the equivalency of the doghouse itself. Like, once you're in there, like, is there a window? Is there a feeling like we're going to get out? Is it lock and key type of situation? Is it a trap room? Like, how do we get back onto the field? You know? Because I felt like it was so early in the game. Like, this guy's done so much for you the past month with Elijah Mitchell gone. Like, it just didn't make sense to me.
1: Yep. Yeah, no, I... I'm not 100% sure, but it did seem like once he fumbled it, um, you know, he was in the doghouse a little bit. Obviously they were behind and then they just yeah. started to throw the shit out of the ball, which obviously is not Jimmy Garoppolo's game. Uh that is not what they want him to be doing. It, I I did feel like it was a little early for them to give up on the run game, but I'm not Kyle Shanahan, so God knows what he was thinking, but I mean, right. they only had what here, 12, 16 rush attempts. Like for a Kyle Shanahan led offense, it should have been closer to 30. And, and it's at 60. It's just, I,
0: it I agree. Yeah. I, I I felt like this was still a mis, mismatch for the Falcons here, but they're playing at home. And I feel like, you know, the coast to coast stuff, you know, there's something there with that, you know, whether it's just the preparation, maybe, you know, the Atlanta strip clubs, you know, Jimmy, don't mess <laughs> around. He's still that dog. Um, and he's got really no loyalty to the 49ers. So I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so I posted this thing on, uh, who, who is it? Devin Asiasi. I'm like friends with his dad on Facebook randomly, and he posted a selfie of him and Hunter Renfro, quoting Hunter Renfro saying that Jimmy's got the clap and fuck the war- the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> uh, uh, I was like, that is very random, Mister Asiassi. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah,
1: so so random. <laughs> so random. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Journeyman Tight End's dad taking selfies with Jesus. Third and Renfro. I mean the, the the quote was obviously what made it special but oh my god interesting <laughs> yeah, that, that made me laugh so hard but uh yeah I don't I don't know what it was if it was uh you know the breakfast at the hotel or just uh the lack of uh preparation you know J- Jimmy 29 for 41 the two interceptions you know pretty kind of I feel like kind of normal for that volume mm-hmm. uh you'd like to see him be a little bit safer with the ball but hey he turned the ball over twice he didn't get sit down there's no doghouse for him
1: yeah um Ooh. Yeah, I'm not going to hold the run game against them too much. You know, again, they, they they were down in the game. I understand that they had to pass it. I think that they gave up too early on it. But nonetheless, I think moving forward, obviously, you know, Niners always have a good rush offense. So I'm not going to hold right. that. Um, I do want to see them include TDP at some point. Um, I do believe that they liked him in the preseason a lot. And, uh, you know, again, I know he was a I'm not sure. Was he healthy scratch or he just didn't get any plays today? I know he's healthy now. Um, he
0: is healthy. I don't I don't believe he was on the field though today. I felt like he was a healthy scratch.
1: OK, so I, I would like to see them, you know, include him a little bit um, behind Jeff Wilson moving forward. But we'll see what happens there. Um, right. I, I do. Coleman, to... you got to talk to him, man. Oh, God, yeah, Kevin Coleman just needs to just leave the NFL. Um, some of our listeners may need some running back help here and moving forward until Patterson gets back. Do you trust Huntley or Algier more?
0: neither i would i mean stay away i mean i guess if you're like in desperate (laughs) if you're in desperate dyers i go for the one that's the cheapest like don't spend anything on either of them get Mm -hmm. the guy that's free uh i don't think you can really go go wrong either way they're gonna split it around it's about as even as you can get caleb huntley's 59 algier 51 Mariota least amount of rushing attempts with 650 and the rushing touchdown like You're not going to know where that ball is going. You're, Mm -hmm. I mean, and then you'll have Avery Williams come in and steal a touchdown that week that you picked up one of those guys. Like, if you want to target them, that's fine. Just don't overcommit, don't overspend, get whoever is free. Also, if Avery Williams is free, don't get him. (laughs) That's me saying that he was going to score a touchdown is not indicative of of his true value. So I would (laughs) suggest to stay away. Um, but yeah, like 14 team, 16, 20 team leagues, like, those are, probably you know some problems you have to kind of go over like if you're willing to you know if you have to take that risk
1: yep all right moving forward here uh next game jets 27 and yes the green bay packers 10 uh green bay obviously not very good against new york teams losing back-to-back weeks against the giants and the jets uh only putting up 10 points with aaron Rodgers at the helm is not going to cut it Three and three now are the Green Bay Packers. And uh, Justin, let me ask you how on the worryometer here, how worried are you about the Packers' offense?
0: I'm very worried about Aaron Jones, man. Like it's very, very discouraging watching him play. Oh, not even watching him play, just watching who gets the touches. And this, again, this is another game where I'm sitting there going, why doesn't Aaron Jones have like double digit catches? Like, why is it rubbed Tunyon? Like, I get it. Tunyon's getting open. Good for him. Like, it's working. Him and Rodgers have a connection. Okay. Someone's got to do it. Right. But why isn't Aaron Jones just being used as a receiver? Why is he not getting that CMC, that Alvin Kamara type, Saquon Barkley type of touches? Like, why are they not building that for him? I, I no, he's not. He can't be the highest paid player. He's got to be the highest paid position player outside of Rodgers, though. Probably, yeah, I would yeah, imagine so. All the receivers, running backs, and tight ends, mm-hmm. probably just as much as one of those linemen as well. I, I I, just don't understand the investment. It's almost like they wanted to sign him so that someone else couldn't have him. Like, well, you're not going to go somewhere else and have a good time. You're staying here, pal. And by the way, you're working for less. It's, it's less work, more money. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, if, if you want to move on, that's fine. Why not trade him for a receiver? Why not make a move? Why not? Shit. Why not trade him for DJ Moore? You know, I, you know, obviously that wouldn't work because, you know, you still got CMC there. But word is, you know, CMC could be on his uh, way yeah, out the door. So
1: we'll see how long that lasts.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, maybe CMC leaves and they need it. Now they need a running back. Okay, cool. DJ Moore for, you know, for Aaron Jones. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a weird trade. That's more of like a fantasy trade. Not really like something you'll likely see happen in the NFL. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't understand the concentration of their offense. Um, you, you and I are saying our offenses are vanilla. This Packers offense is just as vanilla. You know, um, Lazard was was nice today. Tunyon was nice, like I said earlier in the show. Someone that I picked up um, feeling okay about his value going forward. I know that we saw Randall Cobb get dinged up. He's got a bit of an injury. Romeo Dubes isn't really a sustainable asset right now, in my opinion. So the guys that you want to own are... Jones, Dylan, Tunyon, and Lazard. As far as I'm concerned, but again, like you know, I had much higher expectations for Aaron Jones in this offense coming into the season. We had heard me, you know, make the comparisons to Kamara in the in the preseason, saying that he would have that type of usage. That would be my just instincts, saying, "Hey, like this is what should happen," because there's not that much talent on the rest of the roster. I will shout out the Jets defense a bit when I saw Jones get carries, you know, mind you, I'm, I'm a red zone viewer. So when I saw him get carries and touches, you know, they were taking it to him. Like he, he did have a handful of carries. He didn't very, he didn't go very far with them. So I'll give them that. But at the same time, like he, again, he is the best player on the offense outside of Aaron Rodgers. designed chunk plays, please. That's it. Design chunk plays and your offense is going to be looking way better just feature Aaron Jones, please, please, please. I would like to say that he's a buy candidate. I don't know if I trust that advice though. Like if someone's telling me to go out and buy Aaron Jones, I don't know if I could rightly do it. So like based on the production, I think it's viable. He's, he's definitely viable. You can definitely go out and target him, but you have to just be under the firm belief that the Packers are going to turn it around. And I just, I just don't see that happening.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm very worried about the Packers offense. I mean, it it is all but a 50 50 split between Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. And and that it it sucks that they are in not in favor using, of Dylan. Uh, yeah, which I, I think that you know every week that that, that could change, but I have right. to feel like they're gonna write the shit moving forward with Aaron Jones. Like they have to look at the tape and see, okay, we aren't getting Aaron Jones touches. He's a very good player. We paid him. Maybe we should do that, right? Like I, I feel at some point Aaron Rodgers has to come in and say, hey. Let me use Aaron Jones statement. Like, what are we doing here? Like, it, it, so I don't know. I, I still believe in the Packers getting it right moving forward. But we shall see, you know, on the Jets side of it, man, they just don't want to pass the ball. And they just want to run the shit out of it with Brees Hall. 20 carries for 116 and 1. It's Brees Hall season.
0: Easy he's, breezy, baby.
1: Yeah, he, he's fantastic. Um, I do want to mention, though, because I, I have seen some people drop Michael Carter uh for whatever reason. I do not do that, and if you see somebody drop him, pick him up, put him on your bench, because if Brees Hall ever gets hurt, Michael Carter, what you see Brees Hall doing, is going to do, because Michael Carter, also a great running back. So just keep that in mind if you see that on the waiver wire. I was dumbfounded when I saw that on the waiver wire. Um receiving want nothing to do with really any of the Jets wide receivers. I had high hopes for Garrett Wilson and I still do moving
0: forward. But you're telling me you don't want Braxton break the uh, bank <laughs> barrios. What did I tell you it would happen? I did again with this shit. He is to what Tyler Conklin is to Joe Flacco. Like I don't know. Like I was talking talk to my wife, I was like, you know, something's going on with these two, with this Barrios character and Zach Wilson. She knows nothing what what I'm talking about, and she said maybe they're lovers. Like, you know, what? That's a very good synopsis. Like, I don't know what's going on there, but there's something going on between closed doors with those guys. I I I, I need to go back and look it up. Like, how many of Wilson's last like previous? I don't know, like five to eight starts. How many touchdowns Barrios has in that range? Like, Barrios had a good end
1: it. of the last year. I, I remember. I, I yep. was
0: starting Barrios in like the fantasy playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. He had, I believe a touchdown in the fantasy championship. Very similar play to, to uh, today. I believe a little end around reversed. It's, yeah. it's, it's garbage. It's what it is. It's it, garbage.
1: Yeah. It's just hard to trust any of them. So I, I don't want to deal with the headache personally, really with any of them. Um, And man, just what a letdown for Elijah Moore, man. Like before the season, I had such high hopes for him and yep. just hasn't done it at all this year so far. So how the mighty have fallen. Um, anything else you want to touch on before we move on here?
0: Uh, tr- 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 yeah. In return leagues uh, where you get return yards, go pick up Barrios. I guarantee you, you run the numbers on return on return yardage. Plus is just like basic ass production. It's worth it. I guarantee it.
1: You hear it here. People who else is talking about Braxton Barrios on their uh, fantasy. Recast? I've been doing, dude, I, I
0: started this. I started this trend a couple of seasons ago with just prop betting. Because you know, you would just get these crazy odds for him for any time touchdowns or like over 16 receiving yards. And it's just like, oh my God, this like this guy's just profit. It's stupid.
1: I'm gonna see you with a Berrios Reynolds 2024 shirt soon.
0: I I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like the Berrios drip, you know, get me like the full green <laughs> or maybe the black. Barrios in black. Yeah. Yeah. I take that. Josh Reynolds Jersey. That's no, nah, I'm, oh, I'm good. I don't need Detroit jerseys. If I'm going to get a Detroit Jersey, I'd get, uh, I'd probably get a Mon Ra mm-hmm. clean sun God. Clean. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh moving forward here Minnesota Vikings 24 Miami Dolphins 16 um actually an interesting game I know it was kind of lower in scoring but the game was very mm-hmm. interesting um obviously the Dolphins wide receivers balled out once again um you know they they did this what a week 2 or 3 where they both just went off and uh happened again you know this i think that we're gonna get that right uh tyree killed 12 receptions for 177 and nothing Jalen waddle six for 129 and nothing um fumble it's,
0: fumble as well for a while oh my
1: god yeah yeah towards the end of the game what a what a heartbreaker that
0: you was know, a that, that was, was a bad play on that was all on him
1: yeah 100 he went over and i saw him slam uh his helmet about as hard as i've ever seen anyone slam it on the bench and you know for good reason right like he he kinda, yeah, yeah as he kind he of pissed the game right you know that yeah, it I sucks guess. for him like because he had a good game going and you know, the fumble the ball away and kind of lose the game. It, it does suck, but you know, it is what it is. But for fantasy purposes, both of them, fantastic. Uh Mike Kosicki, you know, random two touchdown game from Mike Kosicki. Uh, what say you with Mike Kosicki moving forward, uh, a buy candidate at all or still just, so, just let it out so. there.
0: I, I I could be wrong, but wasn't Durham Smythe out snapping him for most of these games. Uh, I'm not I, close I, to either situation. I sold off of my only Koseki share in the off season.
1: Yeah, I do, I do believe so. Uh, up until this game, I believe he was out snapping him. Um, yeah. Obviously, this game was a little different. But so. hold on, I'm just looking at the snap, snap counts. So I was trying to find it here. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, it just very weird to see him get two touchdowns. And they were both, I believe, late in the game. Um, so I nothing to overreact to there. Definitely it's, don't go. It's going to be started. difficult
0: because we don't know what's going on with Tua. Like they said that he was he cleared protocol, concussion protocol. So did Teddy. Obviously, Teddy played, um, but he, they they held him inactive. So my thought is is that he could be back next week. But I still feel like each one of these guys, even even Thompson, they're one they're one hit away. Like they can't protect these quarterbacks. I don't I don't trust any of the situation. Anyone in this situation, shout out to Tyree Kill, man. I'm feeling really dumb for trading him now. The dude's just safe with these bad quarterbacks. I did not expect that. That's for sure. And that that was. Much more of a surprise, but you know it's very difficult when you again you and I talked about this several weeks ago, probably closer to the beginning of the season. They're running the record amount of curl routes, like it's that's all that they're running. So you, I mean, honestly, like it's it's very difficult to defend. Like, how are you going to stop? You're going to create a web around Tyreek Hill. You're going to get like a four man zone around him at all times. Like it's it's not going to be it's it's not going to be able to. Uh, you're not going to be able to keep up with it. So, his production almost feels sustainable. I just don't trust the quarterback situation there whatsoever. I still want off all my Dolphins. I, I still want to get them off my teams.
1: Yep. Um, so I, I did want to mention uh, Chase or, uh, Chase Edmonds, definitely a drop candidate. You can drop him. Um, you know, Mostert has taken over that role. Wasn't very good mm-hmm. today, Mostert, um, but the last two weeks he has been. So, I, I would definitely hold on to Mostert, but um, Chase Edmonds is a drop candidate for me um vikings you know dalvin cook was very pedestrian up until about the fourth quarter of this game then he broke one for the touchdown that was 50 something right. yards he had 70 he was of doing absolutely yardage.
0: nothing by the way you you yep. put it very kindly like he was doing absolutely <laughs> like what seven for 18 yeah catch?
1: He, he had 70 i think it was 72 percent of his yards came on the on that touchdown run the 56 yarder. so it was
0: mercy, mercy. yeah
1: yeah, Dalvin Cook uh, saved his day with that long run there. Uh, Justin Jefferson, though, another great day. Uh, Adam Thielen just continues to hang around with the touchdown. You know, I, I Again, I'm not an Adam Thielen guy. If I was an owner of him, I would sell him on this production if you can. That's just me. I don't like Adam Thielen. He's on the wrong side of 30. I've listed it before. I just, yeah. I just don't like Thielen.
0: Uh, my preview show yesterday, me and my guest, we both had it as an Adam Thielen, Irv Smith day. Sure as shit. They both found the end zone, so we were, mm-hmm. we we're feeling pretty good about that. And I felt like it was just just the matchup. Like I felt like early on in that game, there would be that focus on JJ. You would still see a good focus on Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill's touchdowns, I feel like, are going to be very difficult. Like I feel like I would actually almost take Tyree Kill to rush for more touchdowns the rest of the season than to receive, because I feel like that's going to be the most likely way for them to really like get him in there with you know the most efficient way. Anyways, like I, I don't know about any of these guys th- thread the needle in the red zone.
1: Um anything else on, on this game here that you want to talk about? Kirk Cousins had an you know okay day. He I, yeah. I think he's smelling himself now now that he wears all that jewelry, but uh <laughs> you know <laughs> I guess he just looks uh, like was... such a dad, by the way. But yeah. it looks like fake jewelry and like he's just rocking it like for a Halloween costume. It's it's hilarious to see.
0: Um moderate game from him. There's nothing really to overreact or react from no. from cousins. He's gonna st- stay in that, you know, quarterback like nine to 12 range pretty much every week yep it's gonna be yep. it's kind of hard for him to go uh, above that unless they've got like a really good matchup
1: right um let's uh let's answer the question here i can't is, is it vision or vision one of the two it doesn't uh, matter
0: but we can read the question yeah <laughs> it says, what, what do i do with hollywood brown since d hop is coming back and his ankle injury he had today i feel like his production will decrease what do i do it's gonna be very hard to, to sell him right now <sighs> I'd probably yeah. just hold, wait for hold and wait for a good game.
1: Yeah, if he gets good news on the ankle and it's not really a concern moving forward, I'd probably sell him with D. Hop coming back. But sure. if his ankle injury is going to keep him out, it's going to be hard to sell him. You're probably not going to want to sell him for what people would offer him for. So, completely agree with you. Hold him until another good game and then sell. Yep. All hey. right, moving forward here. Uh, next game: Rams twenty four, Panthers ten. Not Doo-doo. a very good game to watch. Uh, Matt Stafford looked like dog shit until uh, the third quarter. Then he kind of woke up a little bit. You know, I I don't know, man. I, I don't really know what to say about this because the Cam Akers thing came out on Friday that he had personal issues going on. He wasn't going to play. So enter mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson into the lineup. Daryl Henderson, 12 for 43 and one good day for you know him with the touchdown without the touchdown would have been terrible. So I, I can't advise people to start daryl henderson but you kind of have to by default because there's again there's uh a couple running backs on teams that, that you aren't going to want to start you know i.e mm-hmm. falcons so yep. daryl henderson might just be in your lineup per default right cooper cup fantastic day alan robinson finally saw the end zone with a touchdown as well i would sell Allen robinson if you can personally yep. agree um you know, and Matthew Stafford, again, like somebody you just can't trust. And, uh, you know, Kramer and Sean talk about it all the time right on on the regular sports gambling podcast show. Every week you can bet on Matt Stafford to throw an interception and it hits. Mm-hmm. I think this week is still it was like like minus 120 for the odds. Like, it's just crazy that this man throws an Not interception yeah. every single game. Just in, insane. Uh, oh. Panthers put Christian McCaffrey on display today, giving him the ball. Um, you know, he had 20 total touches. Had um, you know, let's see here 13 for 69 and no touchdown on the ground, seven for eighty-nine and no touchdown through the air. I do really think that he is going to be traded. Um, who do you think is oh. traded first, McCaffrey or DJ Moore?
0: Can they both go to the Cowboys?
1: <laughs> oh, please. No, 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 absolutely not. They're not going anywhere near the Cowboys. Uh best Dude, if you that would be
0: that would be great. You just get you get Zeke in that trade. And then Zeke can just go to die in Carolina.
1: Just, just no, I, I, I just can't have that. Just can't have it. Uh,
0: I I'll t- I'll tell you what Commandos I thought about ain't it. going anywhere this year. Calm down.
1: No, I, I just don't want to see the Cowboys do anything. Like, it, it, it'll, it'll feel good for me just to watch the Cowboys be bad. You know, I, I love, that I'm a, I'm a Bears fan. If, if
0: Aaron Jones wants to go out and have a four touchdown day, like I don't care. <laughs> like, just go do it, buddy. Go do it. But I hear you. I, I know what you mean.
1: Yeah. Uh, so uh, I thought about it today, right? Uh, I think DJ Moore, best fit for him is the Packers. Uh, I would love to see DJ Moore go to the Packers. That would that be That would good. be fantastic. That would be good.
0: There's there's and... so many spots where I could see him working, though, because his game just translates to so many of the playbooks in the league. Like, I could see him working out really well with the Rams, with Kansas City, with Dallas even. Um, I I know of the CMC mummers have mostly been the Bills. I haven't really heard of other locations. Maybe I saw the, the Rams Eagles.
1: pop up as a uh... – yeah,
0: that's not going to work.
1: No, I mean, unless they get rid of Cam Akers, then enter in
0: Chris McCaffrey. <clears throat> Man, what a swap! Yeah, oh, golly, <laughs> plus seven first round picks, <laughs> like from, from twenty thirty four to twenty forty one. Like, what the hell? How do they do this? Like, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. If, if Dolphins would if be interesting too for him, Ooh. McCaffrey. Dolphins would be terrible yeah. as well. I would hate to see <laughs> CMC play with Tua. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I don't I don't know what will happen there. I mean, obviously, that's all conjecture from us. Like, we have no insider information. It's more of no. just like a wish list. Yep. Uh, but there's plenty, plenty of teams that would be just fine adding DJ Moore. I guess I would say it would be more likely for him because eventually you got to open up the bag for CMC. He's going to want to get paid.
1: Yeah, I think the Bears could use uh, DJ
0: Moore right there. yeah we could <laughs> believe me i'd give up a I mean, first
1: the the panthers I, just kidding, are just wasting for CMC. they are wasting dj Moore three for seven again just wasteful 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 I, I cannot believe that they just don't know how to use dj Moore. like just it, it is infuriating so, to watch absolutely we'll give infuriating. them
0: we'll give them jalen johnson david montgomery for c and a first for cmc and dj Moore.
1: <clears throat> oh geez yeah They're suckers for DBs. They're suckers. (laughs) That's your wet dream.
0: Um, It would be. Yeah, it would be. (laughs) I mean, I would. Yeah, I'd muddy the sheets for that for sure.
1: Yep. Um... Outside of that, the only other thing I want to mention real quick is Higby had a down day. I'm not going to overreact to that. He's been extremely involved. Uh so don't overreact to him only having 1 for 7. I still feel fine with Higby moving forward.
0: I didn't even know he had the catch. I thought he finished with a goose egg.
1: No, he had he had 1 for 7. He's just very very bad day. They they barely targeted him uh him as well and you know, I I don't see that being the trend moving forward. He's been very involved in this offense. So just just mm-hmm. a down day for Higby here. Uh, I think I'm going to
0: win a matchup with him in the lineup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Wait, yeah, yeah. In my flex, yeah, my 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 big flex plays this week were uh, Higby and Chef uh, Wilson.
1: Mm-hmm. Ouch. Uh, anything else here before we move forward?
0: Uh, no, I I, I hopefully uh, don't want to overreact to Tyler Higby, but that does concern me still. But uh, I think we give it another week before we you know mm-hmm. make any drastic changes.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's he's been I think he's fourth or fifth in the league in targets at, at the tight end position. So I, I don't want to overreact to that, you know, while, right. on the on the down day here. Precisely. Uh, mo- moving forward, uh, what I thought was going to be a barn burner turned out to kind of just be a stinker here with the old Seahawks, 19 Cardinals, nine. Um, mm-hmm. Justin, what say you what what surprised you in this game and what was, you know, spot on for for your analysis here?
0: I had it as a higher scoring game, so I really didn't have anything right about this game other than you were supposed to start Kenneth Walker at all cost. Uh that's pretty much it. I mean, like I felt like Geno Smith kind of left us wanting more with what we've seen so far. Same thing went for Metcalf, same thing went for Lockett. Um, yesterday and on the preview show we hit the under on the Lockett, so that was correct. You know, we he had like a really high total. It was a big overreaction by underdog. They had his fantasy point total up to like Fourteen point seven five after last week's performance, so that was kind of easy money. Um, just a disappointing game. I mean, when and kind of like you know, you know, to that same breath, like you know, Benjamin, we expected more, right? Like fifteen for thirty seven, not ideal when you probably broke the bank uh, in consideration to your FOB uh, budget, right? So mostly just a disappointing game. Uh, I'm I feel like I'm ready to sell Kyler Murray. I just don't know if I want to wait until D hop comes back and he blows up and get some more value or when that happens, will that trap me to keep him? You know, (laughs) like I feel like I should get rid of him before that, before that happens, because if something good happens, I'm just going to wind up keeping him. And honestly, the only place where I even own Kyler Murray is in dynasty formats. And what I've seen from his close to last season and the start to this year, totally unimpressed.
1: Yep. No, I agree. I was going to actually mention that to you, that if, if you keep him and he has a good game, it's going to trap you into keeping him for sure. Like you're exactly. like, how am I supposed to give this up now? You know, it's, uh, so I agree with you. Um, and even in, you know, in redraft, I would potentially try to package Kyler Murray for a different quarterback and, and something else, you know, he, mm-hmm. he had a, he had a good game. I mean, two, 222 yards passing, no touchdowns, which is obviously, you know, just terrible, obviously well one interception, but on the ground 10 for a hundred, you know, averaging 10 yards per carry, like, it's a pretty good day for him. Um, really, the guy I want to highlight that just every week is very consistent is Zach Ertz. You know, that's a guy mm-hmm. that you can start week in, week out seven for 70 this week. He's leading all tight ends in red zone targets. Uh, he's in the top, I believe, six or seven in the entire NFL in red zone targets um, at any position. So he's a very involved. And I think that that's going to stay that way, even with D hop coming back. Uh, obviously, you know, we need to wait and see what happens with Marquise Brown. Uh, ronde mm-hmm. Moore, six for 49. I i don't know if I want to trust him moving forward, especially with D Hop, um, you know, coming back. So, I, I, he's more of just a stash candidate for me. Eno sure. Benjamin, just, you know, l- like you said, man, everybody was on Eno Benjamin, and I, was, and I half, was,
0: I told people to spend the 20% on him. Yeah,
1: just. I, I could not believe that he mustered up 37 yards on 15 carries. It's just terrible, terrible day. Obviously he is not threatening James Conner for the lead role by any means doing this. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, if James Conner's out again next week, we'll see what to do with Eno here, but it's kind of hard to sit him. Cause again, there's running backs out there that you don't want to start and you might need to do that. So, um, anything on the Seahawks here outside of Kenneth Walker, um, The only thing I saw was Noah Fant had six for 45, uh, you know, desperation tight end play for you, maybe moving forward, maybe don't really want to trust it, but at least somebody to watch for on the waiver wire here. Um, Everybody else, though, dog shit this week. Terrible.
0: You're not going to know which guy, uh, which one of those guys to start.
1: Yeah, big, big, big Will Disley, man, Uh, one for 12 today, but he seems to be the favorite target um, at Mm -hmm. the tight end position, you know, every other week. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. Just Noah Fant. You know, Noah Fant is a good tight end. Like in in Denver last year, he had great games. Like he should easily be better than Will Disley. I think it's going to take some time to get Fant accustomed to what Seahawks want to do. Obviously, year one for him there. But moving forward, definitely keep an eye on him because if if this becomes a trend, you know, if next week he does around the same thing, I I would Mm -hmm. definitely say that he would be a pickup candidate for me at that point. Um, But outside of that, anything else for you in this game before we get to our final game of the week?
0: Nope.
1: Cool. Let's get into it. Uh, the game that was supposed to be the barn burner game that uh, was still exciting, very thrilling to watch, but didn't put up as many points as I thought it would is the Buffalo Bills 24, Kansas City Chiefs 20. Justin, what say you about this game?
0: I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I bet the under. So it was one of the things I got right this week. So that was nice um you know it's it's not ideal when both teams you know their offenses start off with a turnover once they get to the red zone obviously that put a kind of a you know a halt on the on the progress or flow of the game right I felt like it created more time for both sides to kind of feel each other out and that ultimately kind of like led to the demise of the Chiefs because I felt like they kind of got a little bit too comfortable a little bit too vanilla in a game where we kind of thought this was going to be you know a shootout right um I just you know I bet, technically, the Chiefs. I liked Mahomes. Whenever I can get him as an underdog, it's very hard for me to stay away. Plus, he was at home. Uh, I felt like this game could have gone either way. I don't think that we really learned too much about either uh, side's fantasy assets. I don't think that you're fading anybody other than maybe Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But if you've been watching this show and you've been listening to me for any period of time, you'll know that I have never been an advocator or supporter of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. This was kind of the the cliff that we were waiting, you know, to approach. In matchups like this, it's concerning because I feel like in these against these good defenses, he should be, you know, game scripted. Like there should be a narrative where he can get, you know, twenty touches, combining from the round, the ground, and the passing game. He, I don't believe he recorded a single catch. It's not ideal for his skill set, in my opinion. Uh, McKinnon had three catches. Pacheco had two catches. But nothing for Clyde edwards hilaire Like I feel like that needs to be a thing. Um, Devin Singletary was someone that I was high on coming into this game for DFS purposes, but I do feel a little bit better about him. You know, going forward, I think he should be kind of a, a buy low candidate. Stayed out of the end zone this week, so that should help you um, when trying to buy him. When trying to get him onto your roster, uh, he would be someone that I'd be looking to target. Dawson Knox in some very like lower leagues, like 10 team leagues, he might be available on waivers. Uh, had a nice play to win the game, uh, for the Bills. Uh, could be a nice piece to stretch out to the rest of the season if he was somehow dropped. Uh, so he would be someone that I'd be interested in as well. Um, Juju had a nice game, best game of the season, sell candidate. What do you think?
1: Man, I was gonna ask you that exact same question. Um, I so obviously we listen to other podcasts, right? You know, we listen to other uh, uh, analyst and mm. about 90 percent of them say to hold on to juju i tend to agree with that but again i'm one of those people that i will listen to any trade offers and mm. if i feel i can go would you rather have michael pittman moving forward or juju michael pittman yeah what is, is it just because of the target share obviously the offense is much worse
0: yeah absolutely i mean i, I mean if I'm going to deal with the highs and lows, I want the guy that has a much you know, higher volume or share of his offense, like you had said, right? Like Kelsey is that guy for the Chiefs. This will not be a consistent thing, in my opinion, for uh, Juju going forward. I mean, good spot, but we've seen some really low weeks from him. And we've also just seen secondaries be able to take the, the deep ball away from Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not necessarily indicative of their record. They've still been able to win games while these teams have been more aggressive on defense. But at the same time, you know, MVS, Juju, their value, you know, it, it's being, you know, halt, halted a bit. Uh, MVS today, he had it t- his first touchdown and they got called back on a penalty. So then he didn't do anything. I don't know if he got hurt after that or what happened, but mm-hmm. he didn't do anything after that. He was he had a goose egg for the day. So yeah, um, nothing really too much to take away from there other than I would sell sell Juju, Kelsey's value is still very, you know, much what it is. Eight for one hundred eight, solid game. You would like to see the touchdown, but uh, it was it was a game where we were expecting points and we got defense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, very uh, v- very odd that we did not see a barn burner here. Um, so so let me ask you one more time here because I, I I believe that a lot of people probably have Juju and just aren't, aren't going to know what the hell to do with them, right? Because we haven't been starting them, or I mean, you started off the season starting them, then you probably mm-hmm. sat him. And now he's probably sitting on your bench. He's sitting on my bench in a couple of leagues and he right. just goes out and does this. Would you do trade Juju for Gabe Davis?
0: Yeah. Hands yeah. down. I would take Gabe Davis. Yeah. Okay. Gabe Davis touchdown percentage is going to be way higher. The A dot. I don't know that. I don't know it off the top of my head. I just know it has to be higher. So yeah, I mean, Gabe Davis in a much better situation and, Again, I don't know the comparisons on the passing volume, but I feel like they're going to be very similar, if not more in favor of the Bills.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree. I just, you know, I like to try to gauge somebody else's mind as to what's up with Juju. Because, like, you know, is Kansas City just going to continue outside of Travis Kelsey? slinging around to everybody else for a couple targets each game like it's it, no nobody's gonna get hyper focused on like juju Until or they MBS. trade for dj
0: more i guess i don't know
1: <laughs> jesus man i mean if
0: you think about that though like they could trade juju for dj if they wanted to
1: yeah you think like, they would juju's have to on a one-year contract juju? yeah He's i don't double. think they would
0: want to do that again that feels more like a fantasy trade than an nfl trade but it, mm-hmm. i mean it's got a it's a friendly deal because the panthers don't have to be committed to him and they'll just clear all that money off their books
1: Yep. No, I agree. Um I'm trying to think. I, I don't think there's too much else. Uh MVS should have had. he had 0 for 0. He should have had a touchdown. It got called back on a holding call. Yeah. Um so MBS it should sucks. have had a touchdown as well, but yeah, it is, is what it is. Um All right, man. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty much it. I did want to mention one thing. I saw Zeke scored a touchdown here in this Sunday night that. game.
0: Sell. Sell
1: that. Hurry. Everybody run. Sell him. Get this him off so your funny. damn team. Just sell him. (laughs) It just, uh, awful. Um, all right, man. Think that's uh, think that's about it. Good show. Good show. Um, anything else you want to add in here for our wonderful viewers?
0: No, no, that's it. Be sure to uh, follow us on uh, on Twitter at SGP and Fantasy. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com and smash the Fantasy tab. We've got all the good stuff for you: Dynasty, IDP, DFS. Uh, We've got an underdog show. We're talk. We've got trade chart values. We've got it all, all the tools that you need to win your fantasy football league. Come ride with us. We'll take care of you.
1: Do we have, um, do we cover any underdog battle royale stuff like roadmaps at all for the week? I believe
0: that's Emerson's show. That's what Emerson does.
1: Is it? Okay. I I saw somebody, uh, I was on the pregame show today with uh, Sean and Ryan um, Mm -hmm. and I was, you know, watching the chat and somebody had mentioned that in there asking if we had any plays for for the battle royale and i was like oh Mm -hmm. man i was like i think we do but i'm not sure you know where it is i was like i'll find Mm -hmm. it and try to send it to you or i'll start to cover some of this so um i'll have to hit up emerson and try that but um i know a lot of people have recently been talking about that in the discord and um and whatnot so uh you know we'll try to get that stuff out there in front of everybody's eyes
0: yeah absolutely absolutely uh take care be well be good if you can't be good be good at it we'll see you